Hello and welcome to the second episode of Max's Table, a new food podcast from the State Hornet, where our goal is to talk about food, learn about food, and discuss the power it has to connect people. I'm your host, Max Connor, and I'm also the incoming editor-in-chief of the State Hornet for the 2020-2021 school year. Last week we talked about home cooking, and this week we're going to talk about home baking. Now, if you're anything like me, you've spent a lot of time during this pandemic baking all sorts of breads and goodies. For me, some have turned out amazing, others have been a total disaster, and some just flat out burned. Although I did sadly discover that it takes more than them being severely overbaked to stop me from eating peanut butter chocolate chip cookies. My guest this week is artist and cake designer Ashley Shotwell. Ashley is not only an amazingly talented baker and cake decorator, but she also specializes in vegan baking. Ashley is a self-taught baker and designer, and her creations are absolutely spectacular. Her style is these really brightly colored, whimsical designs. The only way I can describe them is to say that if a unicorn were having a birthday party, they would absolutely order an Ashley Shotwell cake. We talked about why she got into decorating cakes, making rainbow sourdough bread, and she gave us tips for vegan baking. How's it going? Thank you so much for your patience. Yeah, thank you. Um, sorry it took so long. But just tell me, as far as baking goes, did you get into baking when you were a little kid? When did you first start baking cakes and, and having fun in the kitchen? Yeah, I did get into baking when I was a little kid. My grandma, you know, was like, both my grandmas were were big bakers, so I would go over to their house and, and bake with them. And then my mom, my mom's an artist, like a painter, and she started making cakes for me and my brother when we were kids. She didn't know how to bake really at all, but she learned to bake so she could have something to decorate for us for our birthdays, and that was always like a special thing and definitely influenced me into learning to bake myself when I got older. Do you remember a cake in particular she made when you were a kid that was amazing? She made two different Alice in Wonderland birthday cakes for my fourth birthday that were amazing. That's cool. Had you known you wanted to get into cake baking? It looks like you're an artist. Obviously, I mean, obviously you're an artist, period, with what your cake decorations that I've seen on Instagram. But do you do other art as well? And how did you end up deciding to go into baking cakes? Yeah, I do a lot of other art. Like I said, my mom is an artist and my my whole family, they're all artists. And when I had my daughter when I was really young, I knew I needed to make her birthday cakes really special. So that's probably why I got back into baking was to make my daughter's birthday cakes. My other form of art that I like the most is sculpture. I feel like they really like lend into each other a lot. Cake decorating and like pottery, ceramics. Cool. You said you were self-taught. So how did you learn how to bake a basic delicious cake? Also, I know you do, now you do vegan baking. So did you start out doing vegan baking when you started? Or did you start out with sort of traditional eggs, milk, standard cake recipes? I definitely started with regular cakes like a long time ago. I started with like box cakes because I was like, I need to make, I just need to bake something and to have something to decorate. And then as I started doing it more and more, I was like, I, I want to make things from scratch. I want, I want to make this thing from beginning to end. And I was, I was kind of like fluctuating in between vegetarian and vegan. And my brother was fully vegan. So I needed to like learn how to make vegan stuff 
for him and for my other vegan friends. I started vegan baking in like 2007, I think. Yeah. And then it's just been a challenge. You know, people are skeptical about vegan baking. So I try to make things taste just as good as they would be if they had dairy in them. Yeah. I mean, I've had some amazing baked goods and thankfully sugar, or at least certain types of sugar, obviously are are (laughs) vegan, which is a a key ingredient in in cakes. So you're self-taught and you had an inclination towards art, but what would you tell someone who's at home right now who's sort of getting into baking what are some of the major pitfalls in baking at home and the things you learned over the years and what are some of the shortcuts well i feel like you know especially now it's like there's so many people online that are posting blogs and youtube videos about baking and there's a lot of resources for a lot of different stuff like i just i just learned how to make sourdough i did that all i just just went online i watched a bunch of different videos about sourdough starter and read some stuff and then tried out a few recipes but just like with any skill like baking or art the more you do it it, it becomes easier i feel like people get intimidated by baking a lot because when things go wrong they they can fail really miserably but things like that happen all the time and the more you do it, the more it, 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 people shouldn't be intimidated. I don't think it's as hard as people think it is. How important is it to, if you really want to do baking, to buy a scale and weigh out your ingredients versus the old standard, you know, cups and teaspoons? I just bought a scale <laughs> like two <laughs> months ago. Like I, I didn't have a scale until like two months ago. And I only bought the scale to do um, sourdough stuff. So like regular um, cake making, I just use measuring cups. Okay. But now that I'm making bread, I'm weighing everything out in grams. How did your rainbow sourdough bread taste? I saw that on Instagram and I've been making sourdough. I made a starter at home like so many people seemingly have being sheltered at home. How did your rainbow sourdough come out? Everyone asked me how it tastes and it tastes amazing. It doesn't taste like you can't taste the the food coloring at all. I I really like for the whole like loaf, I probably used between three to six drops of food coloring. Like it's, it's really minimal. So it was actually like the, the two rainbow loaves that I've made have been my best tasting sourdoughs I've made so far. I think. When you started learning how to decorate cakes, did you, watch videos? Did you just sort of take your art and take a piping bag and figure it out from there? How did you learn kind of the basic cake design aspects of cake decorating? I definitely did not watch any videos at all because I I started decorating cakes in 2003. So yeah, I didn't even have a computer then. I think I might've had an old cake decorating book that my grandma gave me from like the 80s that I looked at and just to like get an example of different you know decorating tips but yeah I just had like a little kit that my mom my mom used to get me cake decorating stuff from Michael's a lot back back when I first started getting into it so Mm. I just kind of experimented and I just had like maybe it was like kind of like a cartoonish idea of like what a cake looked like since I was a kid I just kind of been like that decoration style has kind of become like my, my thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So as far as vegan baking goes, have you developed some of your own recipes or the recipes you've sort of found and tweaked regardless of people's, you know, misconceptions about vegan baking, right? Like what are some of the 
major pitfalls in learning how to bake without any animal products? Well, like I, the, the recipes that I started using for vegan baking, my first vegan like recipe book was this book called Vegan Cupcakes Take Over the World. It's, you know, it's a cupcake recipe book, but most of those recipes, they don't use like a substitute for egg. Everyone, people ask like, what do you use instead of egg? But it's just kind of like, there's just no egg, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, the cake stays together. Sometimes I add a little bit of cornstarch. I feel like there's vegan substitutions for for every, you know, for like the butter and the shortening and stuff like that. Like it's pretty straightforward swap outs, you know? Right. And then I just recently, or last year, got into using aquafaba. And aquafaba is yeah, the, the water from chickpeas, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you like reduce it down and then it whips up just like egg whites would. Does that work well in sort of a rise and baking as well? Can you fold it into a batter sort of like you would a, a Genoese sponge and it kind of gives it a light airy texture? Yeah, you can. I haven't done that yet, but that's definitely an option. Cool. Is that the main egg substitute to use or are there other egg substitutes? Yeah, I have used flax. I kind of advanced a lot of my vegan baking skills when I worked for this vegan restaurant in Oakland for two years. And I did a lot of bread baking for them. And they wrote all their own recipes and they used a lot of flax replacements for Mm. egg, which is good. I mean, it it doesn't add that much flavor, but there is like a kind of a a different texture that the flax adds. When I bake cakes, I just... You know, they're just like flour and sugar and oil and baking powder and baking soda and salt. And it's, there's just no egg. It's, yeah. it's not like there's a substitute for it. Gotcha. What's your favorite cake to bake? Um, my favorite cake to bake is probably like carrot cake. Mm, yeah, it's, that's what you made for Andy, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I think so. I, I Actually, the last cake that I made for Andy, this last his last birthday, I made him a sandwich cake. What's a sandwich cake? I just baked three layers of bread as if I was baking cake and then I frosted the whole thing with hummus and filled it with vegetables and covered it in sprouts and and I dyed a little bit of the hummus and piped it because you know he can't eat sugar because he's diabetic that's right that's right that's the one I saw and it looked like uh, the most amazing sugariest cake you'd ever seen <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool yeah that was a good one so you mentioned people being intimidating baking at home. What are some of the resources you would suggest to people, particularly if they're interested in plant-based baking? When I want to try making something new that I haven't done before, there's not like one single resource that I use. I'll kind of like go on a different four or five different blogs and kind of get an idea. Just going online and reading through recipes without even making them kind of gives you an idea of the process and what your goal should be, you know, when you're baking. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think just like a lot of reading research before you start makes it less intimidating. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That's what I do when I do something new is like, you can kind of get a consensus if you look at enough blogs and recipes of what works and what doesn't work. One more question from someone else on staff who uh, is vegan. What's the best vegan cream replacement? Vegan milks, when I bake, I use Ripple because I feel like it mimics milk the best for like recipes. For frosting, sometimes I buy like the Ripple creamer because it's just like a like higher fat content or like Califia Farms, they have like a, a thick one. For like whipped cream, I use just coconut milk. Okay. 
Yeah. With Ripple and with uh, coconut milk, can you whip those up and get air into them like you can cream? Coconut cream will. Like if you get coconut cream, that I've whipped that into whipped cream before. I mean, it needs to stay cold. But yeah, I've definitely whipped that up into whipped cream. It's delicious. Okay, so rapid fire questions. We always do the same four in every show. Mm-hmm. If you're going to splurge on any food and money's no option, what is going to be your go-to meal? I would probably go to like the fanciest vegan restaurant in town and buy, you know, one of everything. <laughs> What's your favorite cheap guilty pleasure? Uh, vegan chicken nuggets. Vegan chicken nuggets. What kind of dipping sauce do you go with? Um, I try to like, like collect different sauces from around town when I'm like, <laughs> go to restaurants and stuff. And I just <laughs> keep like, a collection in my fridge. Nice. I'm a big sauce person too. I've like always have jars of sauces and condiments and all kinds of stuff in the fridge. Yeah, um, I was trying to make vegan ranch for a while, but it's kind of um it's hard to get the consistency right. Oh, I should find out from you. I work at a restaurant while well, I did. It's closed currently. But we make vegan ranch and it's it's the best ranch I've ever had, vegan or yeah, otherwise. It's like I, ridiculous. I definitely want to know more about that ranch. What is what's sort of the go to home cooked meal for you? Um, I make a lot of veggie burgers at home for me and my daughter. Do you make your own patties or do you have a brand that you like? Um, I've, I've made my own patties in the past, but I feel like there's so many new exciting ones that I just keep buying them now. I make my own buns though. And, um, yeah. what's the thing that your family used to make growing up that you miss that you would always love to go home and eat? There's one dish that my mom used to make when I was a kid, before I stopped eating meat, there was beef stew with dumplings in it. Mm. And yeah, I need to figure out the best vegan version of that. Yeah. One day. Absolutely. Well, that's all I have. Ashley, thank you so much for figuring out a way to get this done. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for um, talking to me. That does it for our second episode of Max's Table. Check out the show page at statehornet.com for links and pictures to some of Ashley's cakes, including her rainbow sourdough and the special sandwich cake she made for her friend Andy. You can subscribe to all State Hornet podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information on our shows and all your important Sac State news, visit statehornet.com. Next week will be a special episode about everyone's favorite California fast food, In-N-Out Burger. I'll talk to Sac State graduate and State Hornet lifer, Sean Holko, who also happens to be a longtime In-N-Out employee. Until next time, eat something you love with someone you love.